It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Dude, I'll tell you this, as a season ticket holder, I'm excited about this. I'm getting some bang for my buck. I'm about to get some of the more uh, exciting home schedules that we've seen in quite some time. Some of the best home schedules ever is what you're going to see moving forward now. As a season ticket holder, I'm probably going to have to pay more for my tickets, but who cares, man? I'd rather see this than Texas Tech and Baylor and all those other teams bring 50 fans to Norman. Yeah, well... You'll have to pay more for your tickets because it's going to be the biggest show in town, right? Everyone's going to want to come and see some new blood. I mean, what's great is, and we don't know the format yet, which, you know, that's kind of the next thing. And you heard uh, Greg Sankey, and I don't know whose show he was on, probably Feinbaum. But he was talking about the next step for them is to uh, quickly – decide on the format that they're going to have moving forward um don't know what that's going to be there's been several suggestions pods seems like the pod idea may be dead um it it feels like they're going to go divisionless either uh a nine game conference slate with uh one permanent opponent and eight rotating or what was it eight with um Three permanent? Is that what the other one was, Tyler? No, I think I think they're going to a nine-game conference schedule. So if you're doing the three, you would have six and three or eight and one. I, I think the two options are, eight, to me, sounds like eight and one, no divisions. So eight rotating opponents, or I don't know if it's rotates the right word. You play Texas every year and right. then eight other SEC teams. The other option is right. play the same three SEC teams and then six at random. With no divisions. Yeah, nine sounds like it's happening, conference games. In Sankey's interview, he said that that eight conference games is on the slate. Um, Most people want nine, but there's even been the suggestion of ten. So, I don't know. I don't know when all that – yeah. He seemed to say – I mean, he suggested that almost to say, like, it's outlandish, but, you know, there's – that's how many different opinions there are right now, and we've got to – figure out a way to get to a consensus that everyone feels is acceptable. So I think that's going to be the next thing. And it sounded to me like uh, he wants to get that done ASAP uh, so they can begin to look at how they're going to move forward. So all good stuff, man. Sooner Gundy says, just puked in my mouth a little from the SEC chant to start the show. Sugar Shane in Newcastle, way to piss everyone off right off the bat. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> still, still, still. Hey, we're just uh, trying no, to get you guys acclimated, to, right? Yeah. Get yeah, used to it. That's what it's going to sound like. This is a good thing for everyone, man. Um, 100 million combined buyouts negotiated down from like 85 to $90 million each. So props to OU in Texas for negotiating it down about $45 million per school. But. The remaining eight Can Big you 12 explain schools? it to me? Explain Because what, what I've seen doesn't make any sense, uh, at least how it's written down. I can't figure out where the money is coming from. What, what like you don't you don't know where the hundred million is coming from in yeah. the, in the buyout? Was it not yeah. just coming from OU in Texas? Like 
what what are you what are you asking? Well, it's from future distribution. Oh, okay. Like they're foregoing uh, future distribution. It's like you can't. But how does that count as? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like I'm. Oh yeah, that uh, that thousand dollars I owe you. I just paid it to you of uh, you know money that you were supposed to give me in the future. I whenever I'm not going to be here, I I don't know. I guess it just uh, it 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 doesn't all make a whole lot of sense to me. But I really don't care. I guess in the end, uh, it's not my money. Yeah, it didn't matter. Didn't they matter. found out uh, found out a, a way to make it work for everyone, and everyone's happy. So off we go. Yeah, good thing for everyone. Distributed equally amongst the other eight Big 12 schools, negotiated down. So that's 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 good, man. And um, sounds like the Big 12 might be pretty aggressive here moving forward with some expansion, huh? We're going to see Arizona. Uh, like you got to think uh, aggressive expansion. Got to mean some of those Pac-12 schools. Like, I don't I don't know who else it would mean outside of uh, outside of that group. Well, yeah. I I guess unless, you know, Man, I, I'd be shocked if it wasn't the schools from the Pac-12 that we've been kind of been talking about the whole time, what Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and Arizona State. But are, are we are, are we really to believe right now that the like if that happens, the Pac-12 folds folds up, and I don't know what you do with those other schools. Yeah, I don't know either. Big Ten, um, one big. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I think Oregon's definitely – Oregon and Washington would love to go to the Big Ten, and, and maybe that's maybe that's where they end up. Maybe they're there in 2024 as well. I don't know. Um, but one takeaway for me is, okay, now we know the SEC is officially happening in 2024. You may disagree with this, and I already thought that this was going to be a massive season coming up just for the you know kind of overall shape of the program. But I think 2023 is even a bigger season now, man. Um like we said multiple times, you are not going to have a favorable schedule like this for a long time, maybe ever. You have got to create some momentum heading into the SEC in 2024, and you have a golden opportunity to do so in 2023. You've got talent coming back. You've got talent coming in. You've got the favorable schedule. 2023 was always going to be a massive year, but, man, it's, it's really, 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 really important now that you at least win double-digit games. Well, I guess you're right. My idea was to go out and throw every game and then, like, take the SEC by storm the fault. Like, throw them off our, our path. Sandbag right? them a little bit. Yeah. Sandbag okay. the mess out of it. And then they're not going to take it seriously. We show up and, and uh, try and win the whole damn thing. Hustle the SEC. But, That's a bold move. I don't hate it now that you say it out loud. It's pro- probably a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. But, you know, it would be a good way to really kick the Big 12 on our way out is to be so bad that nobody wants to watch our games at all. Yeah. Huh? Maybe they'll just say, you know what? Keep your $50 million on your way out. No, no thanks. See ya. Maybe Get we out could of here. cost them $50 million this year by being oh. horrible. It would be awesome. Uh, let's see. Question for Teddy. Did you play any SEC teams during your career? I want to say that you yeah. did. Maybe the Bama game and Norman. Generally, did you notice a big difference in athleticism with SEC teams that you played and other Big 12 teams? We played 
uh, Alabama twice, played Arkansas, played Louisiana State. Anyone else? Just those four uh, games? 2000, no. 2001, only Arkansas. 2000, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, and I guess they played them in 99, played Ole Miss in 99 too. Yep. Was there – no, I did not notice a difference. It, to me uh, – and let me just say this up front. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> okay? You're asking the wrong guy. Um, I didn't notice a difference. Now, here's the thing. The – the cycle has changed a bit. You know, I, I feel like, I don't want to say it from my end, but is it is it pretty, you know, conventional wisdom out there that in in that the era I played that the SEC wasn't nearly what it is now, right? Uh, well, I think it's flipped. Yeah, like the Big 12 was the best yeah. conference when you played, and the SEC was a good league, but it's not thought of – you know, it wasn't thought of then what it is now. It's it, it, so it's it, it's a good question, but it's actually a tough one for you to answer because the situations are so different now. Yeah, and you got to remember, like Florida State, Miami. Um, you know, some of the there were some teams that were doing really well that were not in the SEC at the time. They were in the same general area, but the the there wasn't such a consolidation of talent like there is now. So. Uh, when I played, no, I didn't notice it. But now, when I watch it, yes, I do notice it. Yeah. Uh, here we go from the 405. Six and seven in the Big 12. Over 20 years since the national championship. Headed to the SEC, about to be the Nebraska of the South. Ah. ah yeah. the, the lazy Nebraska take. It's my favorite one. I love it so much. One bad year. One bad year. And all of a sudden, Boy, you're headed to be uh, 20 years of suckage like uh, the University of Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess I can't take that off the table. We may suck. Uh, but, you know, I think there's some uh, some real differences between where Oklahoma sits right now and where Nebraska is and was. Just had, uh, what, the number two, number three quarterback in a recruiting class. A number top four five. class overall, man. When's the last time yeah, Nebraska's number, had that? Number four class overall. It's just, you know, the we're coming off of a bad year, correct. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think, the, I think the future looks bright. We'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe Kendall we says are the love- next Nebraska. Kendall says, love the move. I just hope fans aren't going to be okay with no longer running rough shot through the conference. No more undefeated seasons, guys. Boomer Sooner. Well, no more undefeated seasons. I mean, that in itself hasn't happened in like uh, 22 years now. So it's not like everyone is yeah. just uh, holding on to an undefeated season around here. Yeah, man, it, it's going to be different. But I just I, I don't think that the expectations are going to, to change in terms of your overall destination at the end of the season. Four-team playoff has been the expectations. Now a 12-team playoff will be the expectation. I don't think, like, are they going to make the the, the, uh, 12-team playoff 10 consecutive years? I don't know about that, but OU should still be able to make a 12-team playoff more years than not in the SEC. That's that's how I feel. Right. Yeah, well, you know, as as bleak as some people – 
may believe it is right now for Oklahoma football. Um, you know, there's plenty of evidence that points in the opposite direction. Uh, what Did we have a top ten class last year? Weren't they number eight, something like that? Yes, correct, yes. Yeah, finished number eight. Um, you've got you've got back to back top ten classes. One of them is is a top five class. Like outside of Georgia and Alabama, have you recruited better than anyone else in the SEC here recently? Maybe I mean throw A and M in there who who had the um you know the top number one class, class of all whatever. time but you had a higher rank class than they did this year you had a higher rank class than lsu did this year so bam and georgia there's been a notable noticeable recruiting gap the past two years but um and, and even this year like they were one and two and you finished four so you weren't that far back but everyone else in the league no to your point you've been comparable if not ahead of them the past two years and that's what i'm saying is like you got alabama and georgia on another tier Really, separate from anyone else in the country, recruiting-wise, I would say the only other team that's been, like, even in the same zip code has been Ohio State, um, you know, whenever you're just talking about consistency. But, you know, outside of that, Oklahoma, we're going to be right there. And we've got a fantastic coaching staff. And I know. Continue to text in what the record was last year because I forget every now and then. I believe it was six and seven. <laughs> I understand. But we've got an excellent coaching staff. We've got, uh, you know, Brent Venables is the head coach. He's he's done it against these top teams. He's He's got multiple national championships at different schools. We've got an offensive coordinator that is – one of maybe the hottest commodity in college football. So and we're, we've recruited well the last couple of years. We've done good in the transfer portal. Are we in a perfect place right now? No, but I think we're in a pretty good spot. And, you know, one of the other things that, that you can say that I think actually makes, makes me believe that we're in a good spot is I, I feel like the entitlement is gone. You know, after the six and seven season, which I think is what we went last year. Uh, correct me if that's wrong. But uh, text I think line, the entitlement's know, uh, gone. If that was right, yeah, let us know. Six and seven. Fact check know. that. And here's the other thing: like, there's going to be a bit of nervousness, a little anxiety about the move to the SEC. Like, okay, yeah, you ruled the roost in the Big Twelve, but it's going to be different in the SEC, and the players and coaches feel that, they hear it, they know it, and I think it's going to take things naturally to a little bit different level. So I like where we sit. I, I, I Future looks bright. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you're an OU fan and you're not looking at this and saying for every single reason that this is awesome. Like that, That's how I look at it. I, I love every part of this move. Now, some will say, like you said, the competition is – different over there in the SEC, but last time I checked, the goal around here was still to, w- to win a national championship. Is that is that right, or is that is that still the thing? Is, is the goal around here to still no. win a national championship? Uh, it's not the anymore. Goal is it is just the Big to, 12 now? Uh, 
It's to appear strong and appear like you're on the verge forever, not to actually ever get there. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it's felt goal. like recently. That's what it's felt yeah. like. No, I still believe the goal is to win a national championship. And will you have to play better competition in the SEC? Yeah, but guess yeah. who you are going to have to play probably multiple times in a 12-team playoff? That's right, the SEC. You aren't going to be able to avoid them all the way to a national championship. You are always going to have to play the SEC if you ever hope to finally win national title number eight. I like the fact that now you will still be going head up with the SEC, but this time maybe you're doing it on equal footing. You're not doing it with the disadvantage of, well, yeah, go to the Big 12 if you want, but they play garbage defense out there. They don't develop defensive linemen. They don't do this. They don't do that. Here's what we do in terms of putting players in the NFL and winning national championships. Maybe you're on a little bit of an equal footing right now. I don't look at this as, like, scared to death at that conference, even though, sure, it'll be more difficult. You're always going to have to go up against the SEC. Maybe it's a little bit more even now. I think OU's chances today, or at least in 2024, of winning a national championship will be better. Look at you. Nicely you like stated. That? Now, before Thank we hit an opening timeout, I'll tell you what I think our plan should be. Our plan should be to try and finish third or fourth in the SEC, okay, make the 12-team playoff because of the bias uh, given towards this conference, and then hope for a bunch of upsets to where maybe we can pull off a national championship against, I don't know, Boise State, right, that has made their way through the 12-team playoff. I don't want to play those guys again. I don't want to play those guys again. Yeah, maybe Bull. Who's a non-Power 5 that's going to get in? Northern Iowa makes it to the national championship, and we get to hoist the trophy again. There you go. That sounds fun. All right. That sounds fun. Quick opening timeout. What's going Where are you at, Tyler? I am in uh, Chickasha at Morris Motorsports. Kawasaki, Can-Am, Polaris, Honda, Hyson. They got all the top brands here. Four-wheelers, motorcycles, side-by-sides, Razors, Rangers. Yeah, you get the point. They have it all. MorrisMotorsports.com. You can check out their entire inventory online. The ref is the home of Sooner fans. Well, Morris, Morris, Morris Motorsports, they're the home of the free lifetime engine guarantee. I'll be here till 6. They're open till 6. Come by here in Chickasha and come see us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. It is the rush on a Friday. Well, it's a football Friday. we got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 405-651-3439. Is the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Do you still sound like a robot? Let's let's test her out and see see how you sound this segment. You sound Testing good? one two three oh, check one wow. two clean. There he huh? is. There he is. Man. All right. The rest of yeah, the show is going to be good. We should thank God. Quick little quick little plug. Uh, since you gave me the opportunity, Verizon's new wireless hubs they sent us suck. <laughs> they should all be. Fired. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, it was Verizon a, uh advertiser on uh, impression. To say uh, that. I, Anyways, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you what's going on here. I'm hanging out at Ortho Central today, which is an awesome spot. We were at their new location out there by Tri Cities, um, you know, a couple months back. Really good stuff here. The main thing they want to push is they're open until 7 p.m. on Fridays and open on the weekends. 
they offer a really good thing here because, you know, a lot of the other emergency rooms aren't really set up for orthopedic-type injuries. So you can avoid the cost, the weight, and being around the sick people in the traditional ER. This is located inside Ortho Central. Uh, like I said, experts in orthopedic injuries. So you can come in, you're usually in and out in an hour or less. It's economical. It's billed as a specialty copay. So come and see us here at OrthoStat inside <laughs> Ortho Central. Uh, this text from the 918 says, Sounds like Teddy's equipment is about to go six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's great. Really good. Uh, if Oklahoma great. wins the Big 12 this year and goes into the SEC the following season and wins the conference, would they be the first football program to win back-to-back conference championships for different conferences? I think so. Well, I saw your text about 90 seconds ago, and I did some quick research, and I was hoping that I would be wrong on it, and unfortunately I wasn't. Texas won the Southwest Conference in 1995, and then their first year in the Big 12, they won it in 1996 in an upset over Nebraska. So, no is the answer to oh, that. Wow. Texas has done it before. So, Texas Texas beat Rice in the uh, Southwest Conference championship Probably. There. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably so, actually. I bet they didn't even have that, a conference see. championship game then. Southwest? No, I don't think no. the Southwest Conference did. No, I, I think the first conference championship was '92, maybe that Florida, Alabama game. Yeah. I think that was the first one. Yeah, I think so. Um, some people are sending in expectations about the move to the SEC, and here's one from the five one two. I expect one to be in twelve game football playoff three out of every five years. Two off bubble line in more often than not in basketball, three less 56-4 and four softball seasons. That's what this texture expects in the SEC. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think, I think all of those are reasonable. Here's the thing. Like the 12-team playoff three out of five years, I, like that sounds reasonable, but – I mean, it, it's it's a high goal, but it, it sounds like something that should be achievable if if we get back to where we need to be. Here, like the only reason I'm hesitant on that is, it's like we kind of know how the fourteen playoff is going to unfold every year. Like we've got our favorites. There may yeah. be someone that makes a run, but we kind of know how the voting goes. Who's let in? Who's not? Right now, we don't know really anything about the 12-team playoff and, and how it's going to be decided and what those trends are going to going to be and what they're going to settle into. So like, it may be so like heavily against the SEC getting any more than two teams in. I know a lot of people no are, way. You know, just no seem to way. think that there's going to be four teams every year from the SEC, and that may be the case. I'm just saying like we don't know yet how that's going to unfold. Yeah, I, you're right, but – there's not going to be a stipulation that only two SEC teams get in. I'd be very surprised if that was the case. No. That's the last well, thing the going to be. I would think. I don't think there's going to be a stipulation, but I, I'm not talking – like, it's still going to have to be decided by a committee, okay? Sure. And I, what I'm saying is, is, like, I know a lot of people tend to think that the SEC is going to get three or four teams in every year because of how good they are and how they get, you know, the the benefit of the doubt. And that may be the case. I'm just saying I don't know yet. Like, 
there's going to be a lot of resistance to just punching up a bunch of SEC teams into the into the tournament sure every yeah. year, at least you know from some people. So I, I just I guess I'm saying is like I don't know maybe the three out of five is super realistic, and maybe it's it's going to be more difficult than we think. Just not sure. Let let me read um let me read two texts here and then we'll move on and I'll revisit a conversation we were having four or five years ago. Uh, eight three two says anyone thinking we will win the SEC the first year is delusional. I would love it if we do, but that is truly a pipe dream. This one four six nine area code. Tired of these weak, uh, limp-wristed Fairweather fans who are trembling at the SEC. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. They should be afraid of the University of Oklahoma. Um, So different opinions there, which is fine. But five years ago when we were talking about conference realignment, you'll remember that there was once a thought that, well, if OU ever leaves the Big 12, like the Big 10 is the likely destination. Well, that was wrong. The SEC is the likely destination. Looking back at it now, are you happier that the move happened to the SEC, or do you still wish, or I say still wish, do you wish the move in the end would have been the Big Ten? Like, what what overall, as it looks now, is the best fit for OU? I think, I think the I think the the best move and the right move was the SEC. I. I think Oklahoma would probably best identify and fit in with the Big Ten teams and fan bases. But I, I, I don't know how the recruiting would have gone for that. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're going you, – like, because you're going to – you want to recruit the southeastern part of the country, Texas – the the Gulf Coast, Florida, like you need to be big in that area, so you need to be playing in that area. Just don't know how easy it is to convince a defensive lineman from Louisiana uh, to go play against uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska. So I, even though, like I and I could be wrong, some people may disagree because you know I really haven't mixed it up with a bunch of fan bases. I've just kind of seen it from afar, but I feel like. Like just kind of how how our fans, what I see, seems a little more Big Tenish, I'm not you know than it does SEC. Well, yeah, but, but I'm sure we'll change. Yeah, quickly. no, they may, but I I think um, initially I said, huh, okay, that's that's interesting. I wonder where he's getting that thought from. I think OU fans, and this is not a bad thing. I think OU fans take pride in being known as a nice fan base, welcoming fan base. I, I think that there's yeah. some pride with that where other other programs come in and they go back and say, man, Oklahoma, that, that was a great fan base. Who was it? Text line, help me out with this. Some fan base came in. Was it Ohio State back in 2016? There was like a write-up in the local newspaper. Uh, maybe it was Tennessee. But there was like a write-up in the local newspaper about how great of a time that the fans had while they were normal. Like, oh, you fans take pride in that. That's not really the SEC. I mean, the SEC, I guess, can be welcoming in some spots, but initially I said, eh, but I, I, I think that there could be there could be some truth to that, yeah. It seems, from what I've gathered, the SEC takes pride in humiliating the other team, uh, <laughs> takes pride in debauchery before, during, yeah. and after the game, uh, takes pride in how obscene – 
the stadium scene can be during the game. It's just a little bit different. Okay. And I, I think that we can adapt to, to those different types of environments. And I think we will adapt. It's just a little bit different, but back to the, the main point, this is the right move competitively, financially, um, you know, I think it's better for some of our sports that people like, and I know Michigan is good and Northwestern's good, but I, I think our softball fans and our, our softball team deserves to be in the SEC, right? I think totally going to the that, SEC man. is going to help our baseball team get back on the map. I think that's going to be big for them and, you know, some other sports. And I just don't think that, like, football-wise, it probably would have been good and would have been fun to go to the Big Ten. But I, I just – this is – it's just such a better move all the way around. Yeah. My brother became an Alabama fan after they came to Norman, and he said how great their fans were. That's from the 405. Uh, this texture says, I think that was Ohio State that had that newspaper article. Yeah, may- maybe that was it. One more before we hit a break. Can't wait until 2024. Who cares if we struggle short-term? We desperately need an upgrade in competition, so we will be battle-tested come playoffs, and BV is upgrading the defense, and in the long run, you want to be playing the best competition week in and week out. Hey, I'm at Morris Motorsports. Uh, Check them out, morrismotorsports.com. Four-wheelers, motorcycles, side-by-sides, razors, rangers, and they're even going to have some jet skis here in the spring as well. I'm in Chickasha today, Teddy, at Morris Motorsports. Chickasha, the home of Stephen Alexander, and his son Cooper is continuing to rake in the offers out there at Washington. Mm. He just got a Vanderbilt offer on top of his Colorado offer, his Tulsa offer, the OU legacy, his son out there at Washington. Really good kid. He's, uh, he's starting to pile up the offers. We'll see if OU makes that offer at any point this cycle. It'll be interesting to see. Wow, good stuff. All right, uh, we'll be back. I'm hanging out here at Orthostat inside of Ortho Central. Remember, they're open till 7 p.m. and on the weekend. So if you have an injury, avoid the ER. Come in here where they specialize in orthopedic injuries. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Cavins Construction bringing you this hour of the rush on a Friday. Mold testing, mold removal. It's one of the many things that Cavins Construction Group, they specialize in. Go like Cavins on Facebook, Cavins Construction and Maintenance Group. You can also follow them on Twitter, Cavins Construction Group, LLC. Uh, Text line is poppin'. 405 says, SEC is much better for recruiting than the Big Ten. However, OU fans will figure out real quick that Oklahoma is not really a southern state. Those people are layers upon layers of crazy. Well, especially Louisiana. There's definitely some truth to that. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, We'll see how the the transition goes. Um, There's going to be some good moments. There's going to be some eye-opening experiences, I'm sure. But all in all, I think it's going to work out for the better, uh, and I think it's going to be awesome moving forward. Hey, I want to hit something real quick. Um, yep. You read a text a little, you know, about I think uh, start of last segment about some people talking about expectations, and there was a text message that said, 
for anyone that thinks Oklahoma is going to win the SEC in year one, you're delusional or something like that, right? Um, yep, yep. I actually disagree with that. I don't think it would be delusional to think that at all. Is it is it something that you, you sit back right now and look at and expect? Well, maybe not. But we're a really long way away from playoff. What did we say yesterday? We're still like 18-plus months, months away from playing our 20 months away from playing our first SEC game. That is a really, really long time. And it just so happens to be the year that I think Oklahoma is going to have their best football team. I think that we're going to be sure. really, really good that yeah. year. Now, it doesn't match up well because you're going to be going to new places and hosting new teams, and you know, and, and maybe that maybe that helps you out a little bit because there's there's a bit of a surprise element on your end too. But you know, there is going to be a a, a lot of change there, so maybe that hurts you a bit. But man, I think we're going to be really, really good in 2024. You know, the uh, the first SEC game conversation that we've had so much, you would think it would be a home game for OU, and you would think that there's a decent chance that maybe it's played week two or week three early in the season. I wonder if after last year and what Tennessee was able to do winning a New Year's Six Bowl game, it, and maybe that was always going to be the first matchup because of the, the storyline that's there with Josh Heupel, but... I just wouldn't be shocked if that's the first game that OU plays in the SEC, a home game with Tennessee. The storyline is going to continue to be there because he'll yeah. be the head coach. And now that Tennessee is on the up and up, like if I had to pick who their first SEC game is, I, I'm, I might pick Tennessee. Yeah. Well, I, I, and do they? You've said this before. They gave the last time the SEC teams. Uh, like Missouri and A&M, they gave them home games, right? Big home games? Yeah, yeah. A&M played Florida week two, which really was the first game of the year for A&M because they, a hurricane uh, canceled the first one. And then Missouri right. played Georgia at home. I feel like that was week two as well. Um, if not, it was it was pretty quick after. But, yeah, Mizzou and A&M both got um, – both got home um, SEC games. And I need to see these, these new Big 12 teams. Cincinnati is obviously opening up with OU. I didn't, I didn't check the other new Big 12 schools to see who they're opening up with with their first SEC game. I'll, I'll, I'll right. check that, though. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I, I think that would be a good one. I mean, we'll have to look and see what the new format is. And, and I hope there's some consistency to it. I hope it's not just you play one one opponent every year and then the rest are random. I hope there's some method to the madness that like there's a solid rotation and you kind of know exactly who you're going to be playing cuz I hate the uh let's just let's let let's see it spit out the the schedules and we just go with it and I because I, I heard you and Parker talking about it, and he said it'll be a meritocracy where the two best teams play in the SEC championship game with the two best records. That's not true. Currently, the schedules that the SEC spits out 
the difference between them are drastic between who some teams have to play on a yep. given year compared to others. So that's not necessarily true. And I can understand where if you've got a if you've got a set rotation to where you kind of know on what years you're going to be playing what teams as you make your way through the entire conference if that happens I can I can understand on a given year that your your schedule becomes really difficult because you know the timing this team happens to be really good and you're going on the road this year you know and they've got a, a senior quarterback that's going to be back like those things happen but the dodging of the top teams especially on the road constantly for decades okay that is not how it should be and i hope we don't end up with that crap i agree uh let me get to two texts before we hit a break first sec games at bama at georgia at tennessee at LSU. Uh, one more for the 951. This is from, uh, you'll like this one. This is from SoCal Sooner. Expectations. I took the family to the softball games in California last night. I had paid for the best seats I could get. I was expected to be in a nice spot on an aisle. When we arrived, I realized that Jocelyn Allo's dad and Bobby Evans' dad were in our seats. I thought about it for a second, said nothing, and found a different seat. <laughs> hmm. Uh, nice job. Nice job. Pick your battles. Uh, that is a nice job. You're a better man than I am. I'll just say that. Okay. Probably would have handled that different. Did pay oh, for the seat. Uh, Tyler, I took it upon myself to chase down one of the things that you were, uh, were wondering about. And yeah, the big 12 uh-huh. welcomed UC- UCF into the, uh, into the conference with a really, Nice uh, game at Kansas State. First Big Twelve game. Here's their first four. What at K State? Baylor at home at Kansas at Oklahoma. (laughs) Three of the first four. I don't know what UCF did. If claiming that fake national championship trophy did something to the Big 12, 12, but they, they obviously did something because Houston gets Texas at home. Houston also gets their, their first ever Big 12 game. They open up at home against TCU. That's awesome. BYU gets Oklahoma at home. Their, their biggest, uh, their, their biggest game of the year. BYU gets Oklahoma. Cincinnati gets Oklahoma. Houston gets Texas. UCF does not get OU or Texas, and they have to open up on the road at Kansas State. I don't know what UCF did, but they did something. They did something. They have five road games in conference and only have four home games. And their home games are Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Houston. Brutal. (laughs) Welcome to the conference, guys. Have fun. That is absolutely sickening what happened with UCF. Wow. Someone had to happen to somebody, though. I mean, um, they can't all be winners. Well, UCF certainly not going to be a winner with that schedule next year. Uh, Morris Motorsports, MorrisMotorsports.com. I'm hanging out in Chickasha today until 6 p.m. Yep, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number one. I'm here at Orthostat. Stop in if you have an injury. Remember, they're open until 7 p.m. on Fridays and open on the weekends. Avoid the ER. Come in to, uh, to physicians that are trained and specialize in orthopedic injuries. We'll be back. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Football Friday on the Rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, 
3439 is the Air Cover Solutions text line. I'm at Morris Motorsports right here in Chickasha, morrismotorsports.com. Uh, Parker and I had this conversation yesterday. So new conference, all right, and maybe the need for these particular position groups don't change. But now that you know you're heading to the SEC in 2024, for the foreseeable future, what would you say are the three most important positions in Cruton moving forward for this football program? Does it change at all, or is it the exact same as what it's always been? Uh, the three most important, I would say, like, to be like semi-vague, offensive line, defensive line, quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's probably the same way in the Big 12, but definitely more and of an I'd really, in the I'd SEC, rather say think. offensive line, defensive line, and edge, I think would yeah. be better. <laughs> it's um, it's I the sport in general is a it's a line of scrimmage sport and that doesn't change it's going to be the case in the Super Bowl um it, it at all levels if you win the line of scrimmage you win the football game uh outside of some rare occasions and um but that is even more so true in the SEC like we've for a time and not so much in recent years but there was a time in the Big 12 where that that kind of got uh, muddied a little bit. It wasn't nearly as important, wasn't as emphasized, as spread out as everything has been. But it's for sure going to be that way in the, in the SEC. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got hour number two coming up. Stay with us. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network.